Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, presented by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and here is your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. Uh, We have a great show for you today, and I I can't wait to get to it, but I will for just one minute because we need to hear this important message from this month's sponsor, Munson Savings Bank. These are uncertain times, but Munson Savings Bank continues to grow and evolve, most recently by opening a new loan and operations center in Wilbraham and a new branch in East Longmeadow scheduled to open later this summer. At Munson Savings Bank, we believe in going above and beyond to create solutions for people, businesses, and our community. Okay, we are back on Business Talk. We have a calm, familiar guest with us today. We have Peter Roscotton. Uh, he is the owner of the Log Cabin Bank at Meeting House, the Delaney House, and several other businesses in this area. Peter, how are you? George, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Uh, okay, we're hanging in there, uh, just like everybody else these days, watching what, what's happening, seeing what's happening. Uh, well, I'm glad to be here. podcast with you. This is fun. I appreciate you. Okay, all right. We'd like to have Peter on because Peter, can speak to all manner of things happening in the world out there. He has lots of different kinds of businesses and he can speak to everything from COVID to our workforce crisis to what we see with the economy to... I know know very little of a lot of things. To what's happening with with chicken prices. Uh, What what is happening with chicken prices? Uh, Every price is ridiculous. It's so hard to shop in the the food service industry. I actually think it's hard to shop in a grocery store. Um, It's it's my mind-boggling what people are doing with price points. Uh, not just chicken, but the, some prices, like beef prices, if you want prime rib, it's easily 40% higher than it was last year. 40%. All right. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk some more about that. Like I said, we like to have Peter on the show because uh, he can speak to uh, all the things that are happening uh, in the world right now. They all seem to be colliding, uh, hitting every business, but especially his businesses all at once. So let's just start by kind of getting a general feel for what you're seeing and what you're hearing out there. We're entering an, another phase of the pandemic. Um, you know, cases are, are are swelling a little bit. There's a lot more concern out there. The fear factor is is higher. Um, what are you seeing in your, your various business well, ventures and, and what are your projections as we enter the winter months here? Well, George, it's it's really interesting what I think is happening out there. And I don't know if you're personally experiencing what I'm going to talk to you a little bit about, but we are clearly seeing a difference of uh, what happens in a corporate environment versus the social environment. Um, social environment is doing stuff. It's almost saying, I'm done with COVID. I'm going out. I'm having dinner. I'm getting together with my friends. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm doing what I used to do. And, uh, and and maybe not everybody, but I would say to me, at least 80% of the people are uh, acting relatively normal. Corporate is a completely different thing. An event industry and, and I think in anything that I'm involved with is they're staying away. They're uh, come to a holiday party because don't want to promote a gathering. Come to this because I don't want to promote a gathering. Um, I think there's a real radical difference there right now. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing, you're seeing it across the board or now this, this would normally be a very 
very busy time for you with Christmas parties. A um, couple a week, several uh, by now. Uh, this this podcast will be coming out uh, December 13th or so. Um, you would normally be wrapping up uh, Christmas parties by this time of year, heading for the last ones. It, it's not really happening this year, George. Uh, you come to the restaurant and you'll see a busy restaurant. So you see gatherings of people bringing in little gifts for each other, uh, celebrating the holidays. But uh, you go over to the ballrooms and they're either empty or they have very small events. So so we're probably, compared to 2019, as far as the event industry, we're probably down 75%. My goodness, okay. Yeah, no, it's a big number. Um, the good thing is that the social stuff is happening. So, uh, But there's definitely, a corporate doesn't want to sponsor a gathering. I don't know how else to put it. Could be a money savings thing, you know? It could be just a responsibility thing. It's hard to put your finger on that. Do the industry experts have any indication of when this fog yeah. might lift and, and when things might improve? I, I think we're all looking again and saying, okay, by the time we hit April, things are going to be relatively normal again. Um, I can tell you I'm in the middle of budgeting, so I, I, I am trying to pinpoint what's going to happen next year. Mm-hmm. I can tell you as a company, the social events, the weddings are out of the, better than ever. So we had a good year this year. Uh, we're going to have a better year than ever next year. Uh, a lot of weddings, all the pinned up demand is out there. So that means showers, that means post-wedding brunches, that means quite a bit of stuff. Um, I'm hoping that corporate goes back to somewhat normal next year. Uh, and so we're, that part of the business, forecasting it at about 20% drop over 2019, just to throw a dart at it, because it's, I think it's a different world. It's kind of hard to say what's going to happen. Uh, but anybody I talk to, I don't think anybody has a real answer. Okay. Uh, maybe some of them will become a little bit clearer, but you're, you're being hit by all kinds of things at once here. And we've talked about some of these uh, things over the last few months. And, uh, inflation, supply chain issues, workforce issues. Um, you, you and I have been talking, uh, you know, uh, business writer to entrepreneur for uh, the better part of 25 years now. Has it ever been harder to, it's never easy to be in business, but uh, I'm, I'm gathering that it's, that it's never been harder. Is that your I take? On- I don't know if the word is hard. I think we're not used to reacting and doing things. So back to the point that I was trying to make a, a minute ago, you know, doing a budget two years ago where I would admit to you, admit to my banker that I'm just throwing something against the wall and I hope it sticks because I need a budget. I need some sort of goals. We didn't do that two years ago. Um, we had pretty good track records to understand what would happen. Um, pricing wise, if, if you come to me right now and you want to price an event for next year, I'm being really careful with that price. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you that I need at least a 10% movement on my price and, and I actually mean it. It's not just a buried contractual clause. I got to have the ability to charge you more if prices continue going up. And uh, it's just a different way of doing business and, and we're not used to it. Uh, we're definitely not used to it and my clients are not used to it. When you when you, when you you talk to somebody, I, I have an amazing client that we've had for years. Um, they're looking, and they do four or five events. They're in the 400 to 500 people range. I don't want to name the client because I think that's unfair. Mm-hmm. Their pricing from 2019 is almost $15 per person higher. And they're wow. really struggling coming to terms with that. And 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 we, we have never done this, but we're drawing a line. It's like, we love you. We love your business. Here's the line because it doesn't make sense to open a door to lose money or think that we're going to lose money. So those things are hard. They're, they're not normal. They're, we're not part of the normal day-to-day two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's adapting. I don't know if it's difficult. It's just adapting. Well, let's talk about inflation for a little bit. I mean, we see the headlines on the news and uh, we see it at the grocery store. Um, sometimes we don't fully understand what it means for businesses to be dealing with those kind of inflationary numbers and how difficult it is to pass those increases. 
increases along to customers uh, just because it, it's difficult to do that all at one time. So how are we coping with this? Well, I think it's it's one little fight and the fight is maybe a strong word, but it's, it's one little argument at a time uh, because every customer is important and you don't want to upset them. You're planning a wedding and if you happen to get stuck in COVID and you had a budget of, let's say, $100 a head. And if I'm doing that wedding for you next year, exactly the same product, I got to charge you about $130. So your price as a wedding customer is roughly $30 under that example, higher than it was. 30%. Good guess. Um, that's money. That's real to somebody. And and I would venture to guess that the income of this guest has not gone up as fast. So if somebody's tight, it's not a, it's not a good situation. Just not. And you've had to have those conversations I, I with, with customers people, every day. So Yeah. Uh, talking so much about it that they understand it's happening, but that doesn't mean they like it. No, they certainly don't. And you're saying the same thing on the restaurant side? Yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it's 25% to 30% in a, in a two year span or two and a half year span. Right. So that, that, this, Steak prices is what we're hearing are going up uh, the most dramatically. At least that's what you see at the supermarket. Just we, now, wait a minute. We had a menu meeting the other day, so we, we we as a team got all together and we kind of reviewed the menus. And when it came to prime rib uh, and filet mignon, we actually worked uh, completely different. We used to upcharge in our menu. If you had prime rib or filet mignon, we used to upcharge by three dollars. Okay, because it was a package menu. But let's say you want to pick the eight ounce filet, it was an extra three dollars a person. Or if you want a prime rib, it was the same. My Pricing next year, just the upcharge in the package is ten dollars if you want those two products. It's still a crapshoot. It's still it's still not clear to me why. And then and, and and then you have the weirdest things that happen. So Dom Perignon, we all know Dom Perignon. I don't I don't know if you go out to the grocery to the liquor store to try to buy it, but you can't get it. Hmm. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna come to the U.S. for another year. So do you replace it with Cristal? Do you replace it what? What does that do your budget? It's, those those talks are happening all the time. I guess. All right. Very interesting. Okay, you're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine. I'm here with Peter Roscotton. He's the owner of the Delaney House and the Log Cabin and Bank Leaning House and many other businesses. We're talking about, um, well, we're talking about all the things that are making it more challenging to be in business these days. Uh, Inflation, COVID, uncertainty about the future, uh, prices. We haven't even talked about workforce yet. I mean, if you can put all these things together, now you got to have people who can serve those meals and bartend. And boy, when last we spoke, I guess it was during the summer, we were talking about just how difficult it is to get help. Uh, is that situation improving at all? I, I would say it's a, it's a little better, but I, I'm in a really sad place right now. So I was extremely busy up to almost Thanksgiving. All the weddings, Thanksgiving, um, we were almost back to our normal staff. So for the Lock Cabin Delaney, it's a team of about 325 people. Here's the sad thing for me. The corporate business is almost gone right now. I don't have work for those 150, 150 of those people. I really don't have work for them for the next three and a half months. And the sad thing in this process for a company like ours is I have to start from scratch again because they're going to find a job. They're going to go somewhere else. And then I'm going to have to start from scratch again in March and April to bring people like them back. That's That kills me because the labor market is very tight and I'm losing good people to year-round jobs and there's nothing I can do about it. So the struggle last spring and summer was just to staff up. Uh, I know you were talking about uh, job fairs, uh, expecting to be able to hire, you know, 30, 40 people at a job fair and maybe only be able to hire a handful. Do you finally staff
half up. And, and now you're faced with doing the same thing all over again next year. Right? That, that is the part. That part kills me. Uh, it must. Good people. You, you, for the most part, you find good people. For the most part, you get them happy. And then you can't put them to work. It just, it, it, it kills you. And then you start all over. Um, not sure how to answer that, but that's just what it is. I had a really interesting conversation yesterday with a professor from UMass. We, we have the privilege of hosting a class from UMass every two years. And we do research projects with this class. And it's a really cool thing to do. And um, there's always an HR component to this get together, like like a labor force component. And um, the focus is evolving. It's it's not about the thousand dollar bonus. It's not about paying more money. Those are already given. But it's deeper than that. It's how do you make that employee that's now making a lot more money that you attracted? How do you make them really happy? Uh, it's not just the work. It's it's they gotta love the work. They gotta love the environment. The the the, the whole HR piece to me in my world is deeper than the higher dollar numbers and the bonuses to bring them in is, is how do you keep them happy how do you make us better than our competitors a place to work in and, and how and, do you keep them happy yeah that is bigger I think that's going to be bigger in the next year than I realized it's not tough luck if you don't like the job go find one somewhere else it's how do I keep you happy so you don't look somewhere else right. but the competition on the wage side must be getting immense I mean you see those signs in the windows all the time uh, convenience stores Everywhere. restaurants uh, the signing bonuses um, we've, we've never seen anything like this and uh, who knows how long it's going to go on uh, and, and you know something that's happening in my backyard and, and I don't know if you've covered it in your in your magazine but it's it's, it's something that very few people are talking about Polyuk is is I don't know how else to put it but it's becoming the pot capital so I, I used to always feel like okay I got Holyuk and he stamped it in my backyard that's my core workforce and a lot of them are available and when I look at Holyuk right now all these factories are ramping up and they're sucking the labor market out of out of uh, out of us um, especially the, the 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 lower level the 15 to 17 dollar hour employees interesting so the, there's increased competition happening in my immediate area and, and it, it could be happening in other communities and then uh, so you got to pay more and back to the happiness I think it's a combination of all of that um, people people in hospitality uh, in the next few years are going to make a lot more money than they used to for the same job it's part of the deal so we saw some progress on the tourism front in in 2021 we uh, we events came back venues came back of uh, the Big E uh, open again the Thunderbirds open again I know you're really plugged in on the tourism side here in Western Massachusetts. What are you hearing from your colleagues about what kind of year they had and what they're looking forward to in 2022? Well, the, the uncertainty of 22 is still there because corporate was a piece of our business. I don't care if you're in a hotel business or event business, even in a restaurant business, because if, if there's a corporate traveler, they're going out for dinner, they're entertaining each other, they're doing stuff. That piece, I think, is going to come back slower than we would want. So the local traveler, the local transient traveler, the person that is doing doing the staycation and so forth, which was a great part of 2021. We all did really well with that. People from Long Meadow that came to Holyoke and stayed or whatever. Um, I don't know how long that is sustainable because that local traveler is going to want to venture again a little further away. So we need to be ready for that. So a lot of uncertainty. I don't know if there's a prediction I can give you, but I can tell you 
uncertain. Uh, Western Mass as a whole, I feel did okay this year. The beginning of the year was very mediocre, but by the time we got to June, uh, I think we did okay. Um, I don't think it was an awful year by no means. The hotel for us did relatively well from June till now, and the restaurant has done great. So, so, it's so who's who's staying in your hotel? Not to interrupt. There's no business travel or very little business travel at this point. So it's um, our market is kind of it's it's really twofold for the most part. It's the staycation market. I I want to stay in a nice place that has a restaurant next door that has a spa, gives me a whole little package kind of a thing. And then because we're pretty heavy on the wedding industry that fills the weekends because they come and spend a few days. Uh, there's a shuttle so they can drink and drive and not worry about it. That whole experience is a good experience. So I think those are the two core markets that have sustained. It. So I know I've asked this question a couple different ways. Uh, let me try one more time. Uh, crystal ball wise for, for 2022, are we going to have a, a good year economy wise here in Western Massachusetts or what are we looking at here? I, I, I think my budgets are going to be uh, in sales about 10% down from 2019. That's probably where I'm going to end up. That's what everybody's doing now. They're, they're looking at- Conservatively good. Right. Okay. 10% down from 2019. No one should be happy with that, but nobody should really, considering the last two years. That's... But you know I'm an optimist, right? Yes. Oh, I've known that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So anyway, Peter, thank you for coming back on the show. We always love having you on. Uh, we'll have you back to soon. Uh, I hope you have a great holiday. Uh, you have a good winter and we'll be back soon. I'm always here for you. Send to you and whoever's listening to this. Happy holidays. Okay. Well, happy holidays to all of you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you again next time. You've been listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. We'll see you next time.